Welcome back, folks. Uh, before we go on, I just want to check on some sports stats. You know, keep myself sharp here on the sports, and I'll use my computer and just go in here. And I'm going to check. Okay. July 5th, too much dip. Hit it one more time. I'm Dave. This is Too Much Dip, a very special July 5th edition. Nobody thought we were going to be recording today. Like, people had written us off, and they were just like, dude, these guys aren't going to get in the stew. They don't care about the listeners. They don't care about sports. But, but guess what? Everybody who said that, I saw your emails and your messages. You were wrong. We're proving you wrong. I'm Dave. Dylan's here and KJ. KJ coming in in 5K. <laughs> I'm here to celebrate that beautiful bad bitch that is America. I'm at full steam ahead. Maybe blurry, but I'm absolutely tilted for this episode. Dylan. Yeah, and as I, as I said, uh, I think on uh, Circling Back today, you know, everyone's taking day off except for us because Watch Media. We're just built a little bit different around here. So uh, happy to talk some sports today. Uh, I think it's going to be a pretty solid episode, actually. Got some fun stuff going on. Dylan, uh, I saw you at the gym earlier. Oh, shit. I saw, yeah, I saw you at the gym, too, and uh, you were sweating profusely despite uh, being three minutes into your workout thanks to the apeshit cuts that you took, which uh, I think it hit you pretty hard. So I normally don't take pre-workout. I'm on record as I, maybe a little cold brew, maybe the occasional Celsius energy drink. I don't need it. But we got that care package thanks to Dylan's viral video on TikTok. And um, I was like, what the hell? They sent us these drinks. They're they're ready to drink. It was um, like gummy flavored or something. And uh, I drank it. And the beta alanine in it hit me so hard. Like I haven't had tingles like that since like eighth grade, man. It was something special. And uh, there was a minute where I thought I was going to have to leave the gym because I was just like, I felt flush. I felt bad. Yeah, you took uh, apeshit cuts, which, uh, as you said, you're not a big pre-workout guy. So you took that. Yeah. That's the first part. Second part is you ran into Jackhammer immediately upon arriving at the gym. So you were just destined to just put up big boy weight from the jump. So it makes well, I me. Mean, it makes there so were no. I saw you go. I saw you hit legs, and then you went over to the bike. I think and get a a nice little uh, little cardio session with Jackhammer. Jeez, it was man. just a cool down, trying to get you know, trying to get the lactic acid out of the legs so tomorrow's mm-hmm. uh, doable. But I don't. Uh, Kasia, what do you think about that? I, I don't know that I'm not. I'm not a big fan of internet rumors, but there were some people talking, some chatter, if you will, saying that you were standing in front of the mirror doing the TikTok sheesh thing. But I think you were just checking your blood pressure, right? Like you were just like sheesh, shit's high, right? I was trying to tap my payment pacemaker into working again. <laughs> I was making sure my ticker was going. <laughs> Wait, this is a this is a sheesh thing. Yeah, I thought that was. I got ice in my veins. There's a, all in this, it's all the all same the thing, same. bro. Talk Dylan, you're sports. showing your age, brother. So out of touch, man. God, <laughs> I, I go viral. You think a guy who went viral on TikTok, TikTok like I did would know the the trends? But I guess I, need, I guess I work to do. TikTok's a whole different <laughs> social media. That's like you know where you just on demand hire a tickler to show up at your house. I'm not a player. I just tick a lot. <laughs> On demand hey, speaking service. of uh, speaking of trending, you guys been seeing this hard seltzer, Vizzy? That's trending. Your boy's seen uh, one or two yeah, today. Yeah, Dave. <laughs> Superfruit Acerola. 
You're absolutely high if you think I didn't enjoy Vizzy over the holiday weekend. It was prime for some Viz. Dude, there's no better way to celebrate the 4th than a little Viz. You know, some you got a lot of options in life. When you go to the store, there's about a 1,000 hard seltzer brands. I go with the hardest seltzer. I go with my favorite seltzer. I go with the only one with antioxidants, super fruit, vitamin C, acerola. I go with Vizzy. Okay, grab yourself a drink that can do both. It's the good stuff. We like it. We actually drink it. My fridge is half of my fridge right now is is busy. I'm not I'm not joking. It's leftovers from our little gathering last night and then uh, busy. I have been on record as being a big BCL fan, a black cherry lime flavor this weekend. Okay. I may have been wooed by the watermelon strawberry flavor. Like whenever I thought watermelon and busy, I was thinking watermelon lemonade. Watermelon strawberry certified goes. Dude, certified. You got pineapple mango, you got black cherry lime, strawberry kiwi, blueberry pomegranate. I'm just getting started. Papaya passion fruit, the aforementioned watermelon strawberry, blackberry lemon, and raspberry tangerine. Dude, and they just launched that lemonade hard seltzer, which are my favorite. You got watermelon, peach, raspberry, strawberry, all lemonades, all with the same amount of vitamin C. It's great, man. You can enjoy refreshment and get your antioxidant vitamin C. It's fantastic. We love it. I might go crack one right now. Upgrade your hard seltzer to Vizzy. To find out where you can purchase Vizzy, go to VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed. That's VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed. Must be 21 or older. Did we miss anything in the last week? <laughs> we missed quite a bit, I think, Dave. We got to talk Shikari. Are we going to start there? Olympic stuff? Or as she would say, it's Sha Carey. Shakari. 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 Well have you guys seen a bad take uh, a bad take like storyline come through? Like un- like like this. Like as soon as the story dropped, immediately there was a very popular public opinion, and then everything else couldn't have been a worse take. Even if it was a measured and correct take, anyone who like issued it was on the like level of uh, was Emmanuel Acho, who came out and was basically talking about. I got to find his tweet. That was all time bad. It was a really really bad time to be online with a, a different opinion. What are these bad yeah. takes you're uh, you're alluding to? What are we? Ta- what are, what I guess what are we saying? talking about first? Here, set the table. I'll find the Emmanuel Acho tweet. So she will miss the Olympics, or at least the event that she qualified for. Um, which was what the hundred meters, mm-hmm. the hundred meters. She yeah. will miss that uh, because of a positive drug test for noted drug marijuana, THC. Dylan, I don't know if you're familiar with this. Uh, not yeah. an antioxidant. Um, yeah. So she tested positive for that. And guess what? That's a banned substance, Dylan. I've been trying to tell you that, but you insist on burning. THC is a banned substance despite absolutely not being a performance enhancer, which doesn't make a ton of sense. Uh, that's one side of the argument. Like, it, 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 I don't think it should be a banned substance. No one um, thinks it should. If you think it should be, right, you're, you're right. a flawed guy. Uh, um, Emmanuel Acho's tweet, but, I've got that ready for you. If you want to hear, okay, if you want to hear Emmanuel Acho's opinion real quick. Oh, I'd love to. I haven't heard this somehow. Let's hear it. Before Dylan declares his position, I want you to have his input because he is, you know, big UT guy here. Uh, Emmanuel Acho tweeted, legalizing weed and track and field competition is all good. If you're running a straight line, legalizing weed in a track and field is terribly dangerous. If you throw a dra- javelin, where do we draw the line? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love that argument. 
That's really good reasoning. I love a good slippery slope. Nothing better. Nothing holds up in the logic realm better than a slippery slope. Where do you draw the line, guys? Of course, the assumption there would be that um, these athletes are not just like smoking weed, like, you know, a couple weeks prior to their events, but actually right before their events. (laughs) They're high. They're high throwing a javelin or they're high, like, you know, lining up on the blocks, which uh, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, obviously it's, it, I don't know if it should be a banned substance that that's a different argument, but she knows it's a banned substance. Like and you're, you have the Olympics coming up, which is assume she's been training your entire life for it. Why not just like not get high for a couple of months, uh, go to the Olympics, which has been your goal for probably your entire life. Uh, and then just get high afterward. Like I, you know, the rules and she, she broke the rules. I, I, I don't want to be that guy, but, um, I don't know. I, I don't know. Wow, I, Dylan's I that guy. That. Clay what Travis in the building. <laughs> what? I think that's the the measured take that everyone probably has. Like, dumb rule, it is. but you shouldn't break it, basically. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It. There was worse takes. Like, there was some Australian oh, lady yes. that had some take about HGH in her fingernails. Uh being longer like as if those were like that was a byproduct she was actually the assumption she was making the leap that no she's actually also on on steroids performing like real performance enhancing drugs and that's why her nails are growing much longer and correct me if i'm wrong those were not real nails that is a style as an acrylic is the word an acrylic nail not sure chance those are her actual nails no claire lehman from australia not sure whether her nails are real or fake but in case you didn't know very strong nails and hair can be a side effect of steroid use (laughs) come on all-time bad takes every every side of the story bad takes i think the only what what was the ratio on that one um (laughs) not good the worst I, i don't even know if i want to go back and find it at that point in time, we were looking at 3000 likes and 24,000 quote tweets and responses were in the hundreds of thousands. So not good. Um, Uh, I think to Dylan's point, I think you should be allowed. And I think most people understand that is a reasonable take. I think you're allowed to understand that it is like most people agree. I would say 90% of the world thinks it should not be a banned substance. The world it's not the same world when they put it on, whenever they put weed on the on the ban list. But at the same time, you can be like, yeah, you should have known better. Like they, t- I don't know, I don't know their testing protocols. I don't know how often they test. I don't know if like there's been some procedure, you know, if, if these athletes like who do use it, which she's, I guarantee she's not the only one. Michael Phelps being another one, like <laughs> was probably smoking weed during the Olympics. Like how they go about beating a drug test. Like I don't, what, what was it? Cranberry juice back in the day? They would say, oh, you just got to chug cranberry juice for like a day, man. It's all you can drink, something like that. But anyway, she knew. I mean, and, and I, I think she, the, her, her response to it was very well done. I mm-hmm. thought, and she took hopefully she's able to be in the team event, which I, I don't know. I haven't seen anything else on that, but I know she could. They, she could be chosen for that, right? The relay. Yeah, I believe that was the thing. Is what she received was a one month ban, but the track and field events don't technically begin until five days after her ban would expire. The issue is that she's been suspended and it nullified her trials results and they do have the u.s track association has the opportunity to select her for the four by one but my understanding based on her tweets of saying like i'm sorry i won't be your olympic champion this year but i'll be your world champion next year i'm assuming that means that that's not going to happen um i feel like it would be flying a little bit in the face of usadud 
uh, or USADA, uh, the U.S. Uh, Drug and Doping Association, um, who tests the Olympic athletes. My only opinion on the thing would be, I agree entirely with the popular opinion of dumb rule, blah, blah, blah. Maybe she shouldn't have done it. The only thing I can justifiably think is if you're her trainer or coach is looking at this like you would, hey, you found out an athlete went out and got drunk the night before. Yes, they still qualified and won, but you're still not happy about it. And there should be some internal discipline. So maybe it's not the automatic one month ban nullifies results type thing where it works. Is Like it should be a rule on the team. No drinking and or smoking within training periods, but maybe not a doping rule. Like, I think there's a difference there. Like KP and strip clubs. Like, clearly he got suspended and, you know, disciplined him. Fine 50K. He violated Actually, protocol, he right? The, the NBA did, but I'm saying, like, uh, the team didn't do shit. No, um, you know, who cares? But he played really good in the playoffs, though, <laughs> so it doesn't matter. Um. Yeah, I don't really have much more on this. Yeah. I, it sucks because she was going to be – she was already kind of the breakout star of the Olympics, um, and we had just done qualifying. So she was like – you know, going into the Olympics, you always have – if you're a casual fan like like we are, I think, you know, there's five or six people that you're like, oh, okay, I'll watch their event, right? Mm-hmm. And she was definitely high on the list. You got Simone, you got the gymnastics team, and then, I mean, you had Shakari. And her being a Dallas native, I was very excited for her. And I still am. I think this just increased her. Uh, this will only enhance her, her followers, mm-hmm. her clout. But uh, I don't know. She'll be, she'll be a world champion. She'll be at the next Olympics. And she's going she's gonna to get the bag either way. So shout out yeah. to her. Was she favored to win gold? Uh, her and the sprinter who has four, maybe five names from Jamaica. Uh, oh, were, were favored. Right. I yeah. think still the one from Jamaica was odds favored. Um, I could be wrong there, but that was basically, you know, was going to be the, she had one other person in, in heavy contention who knows what would happen, but that, that was the, the breaks there. I found myself becoming a fake day tripper fan of Olympic basketball. And I'm blaming Luca here because we've had Olympic basketball with superstars, you know, Kobe, LeBron, like going back to the dream team, I could buy into that. But the last three to four Olympics, I've always been like, all right, well, aside from Vince Carter jumping over somebody's head, whatever. Like, I just don't care whether they win or not. I did not care, but somehow I'm now like, okay, how many teams are in? How many teams until Luca plays the U S and now that field is set. Do you guys have any remote interest in Olympic basketball? Yes. Yeah, I, I do. Um, my interest goes back to the dream team. That was like just old enough to like remember the uh, the 92 dream team. And it was really exciting. And uh, it, it was it was fun that all the NBA's like American superstars showed out for that team. And they just absolutely rolled through. And I, it, I they've had my interest ever since. Um so yeah, I'm gonna watch it. I know that's it's not exactly the same. All the stars don't show out for it, but enough do to where the U.S. is always like the favorite. Yeah, and uh, it's fun to watch. And I, I like that you'll see, um, you know, some foreign superstars. Like, of course, we're gonna talk Luca here in a sec, and and Dirk would rec- represent Germany, stuff like that. It was always fun to watch. So it's fun to see, you know, NBA studs representing their countries and, and show up for the Olympics. It's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, you're about to see um, you're about to see front running uh, Luca fan here, just <laughs> probably showing up in a Slovenia jersey at some point. Um, 
with the, with the you know with the emergence of international basketball like it just becomes more and more interesting and i think you know guys like luka goran dragic is on that team um uh, you know players that you recognize defensive uh, player of the year rudy gobert for france Oh yeah, can't wait. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they made it right. Did yeah, they, for sure. they, uh, yeah, they're they're one of okay. the fans. You know, it, it'll be fun. It'll be fun because it'll be fun to watch Luca again. You know, if I don't know if they'll run, you know, cross pass if, if they'll make it like to the round where they'll play the U.S. But that'll be really fun if that happens, just because you know, it's Luca versus. It'll be like an All Star game. It'll be Luca, you know, and <laughs> versus uh, versus everybody. And yeah. and I'm always for that. I, I have um, a go ahead. I have a question for the Mass fans here. Uh, so, Luca, oh, don't ask this after quali- after qualifying for the Olympics, uh, he was asked in a, in a post game press conference. He said, "Would you rather win okay. gold medal for Slovenia or an NBA title?" And he said, "Gold medal for Slovenia." As a Mass fan, what's your reaction to this? Is that are you, does that sit well with you? If I'm him and I can bring a gold medal back to somewhere that, you know, I guess it's not Chris Harrison anymore, but maybe Tasha uh, and the guys can, like, go out on a group date on, like, week eight of The Bachelor in Slovenia. <laughs> like, where else would you want to bring a medal back to? I know they went to Latvia before, but, like, you know, you could put Slovenia on the map and put that on the Bachelor rotation for destination trips. I, I get it. I get it. Um, I think it's a, it's, it's a great answer. And like, he's the biggest star in that country. Um, I, I would imagine he's one of, you know, he's an A-list celebrity there. Um, it would mean, it means more, it means more to them than like it does winning a gold you know, for us. We've done it countless number of times, right? We're USA. Let's pound our chest. Um, so I, I don't mind that at all. I think that I think that's the right answer for him. I mean, he, he lives there. He lives there in the off season. That's that's his yeah. thing, man. Good for him. I mean, you can't you can't outright say like, oh, I'd rather win a title for the Mavs as a you know guy representing Slovenia. I think like the the answer that would please everybody would have been just like, oh, I'd be happy to to win either something like that. But he did he did bring it home and say, why not win both? So uh, has has Skip sorry. jumped on this yet? Have they have they been like? Oh, this guy's not a winner, man. Just you can't win with know. a guy like that who loves his country more than his uh, his NBA franchise. Loses a game in a playoff series next year. He's homesick. He said he wants to win in Slovenia. He does not want to win in the United States. <laughs> oh my God! I can't. You know what? You're not. We're not far off in this. Oh God! That's sad, but very true. Um, real quick to run through the twelve teams. I'm sure we'll touch base on this as we get closer to the actual Olympics. I know. You don't do that I know, anymore, KJ. I know. I get it. Uh, they, they start July 25th. Uh, the U.S. is in a group with France. After mentioned Rudy, Rudy Gobert, Nicholas Batum, uh, Frank Nikilatina. Nope, Natilakina uh, on that French team. And then Czech Republic also in their group. Uh, I'm sure there are notable names, as well as Iran is in the U.S. group. Iran notably played in the uh, Olympics in 2008 and then again in 1948. Not a notable name on that list. Ooh, shout out to the Shaw. <laughs> Australia, Nigeria, Italy, and Germany in a group. And then we have Argentina, Japan, Spain, and Slovenia. So Spain and Slovenia, or I guess Spain is the name uh, and the team to watch out for if you are uh, Luca, because they've got Ru- Rudy, uh, wow, Ricky Rubio and both of the Gasol brothers uh, on that team. And then Argentina 
has uh, a handful of U.S. guys, including Sergio Hernandez, who oh, he's their head coach. Uh, but yeah, that's all did, I got. Did y'all see that photo of Luca? And I don't know if it was a guy on his team or, or on Slovenia or a different team, but there was like a guy who looks like he's about forty-four. And like on a, like just like in a jersey, it's like, dude, who is this old dude? Like, there's just a guy who was legit graying, like, look like a rec league dad who mm-hmm. was gonna just spot up in the corner and just and just make it rain. Yes, so <laughs> I great. Love that. So great. You my, have uh, to. My wife, I don't know, family friend of my wife's dad played for uh, Israel national team. Israel's national team. I don't know if they played in the Olympics, but I know he's got like four or five pictures of him at like the world basketball championships in his late thirties. And you know, the guy's mid fifties now. So I'm like, this was not that long ago. And this guy looks very, very out of shape. Just running around, like putting, pulling down rebounds. He's like six foot nine. Picture these guys like rocking like Rex backs and, yes. and like knee guard, knee pads and all that. That's the High dream. Tops. That is the dream. <clears throat> Uh, big week for the British Bruvs, KJ. Yeah, I was, uh, I guess, watching the F1 race this past weekend, which was also in Austria. Max Verstappen won again, uh, which I feel like we'll be saying quite a bit. I didn't watch the full race. I don't know if either of you have takes on, you know, I guess Bottas finished second and then uh, Lando. Um, Lewis, I what was up with Lewis race. Hamilton's car? You tell me. What do you mean? Or was it? What was the? What was the? Nothing. Like what? Well, it was just. It was just not. I saw. I heard him complaining about it. I don't know if it was the tires. It, it's that whole thing where he's kind of complaining about the vehicle, and you're like, okay, well, I don't. I can't really relate to that. Gotcha. I. And when? I don't know. I, I watched. I watched the whole thing, and it was pretty boring because Verstappen was just in control the entire time. At one point, he had like a, a 23 second lead on the on the second place car. Um, and he, he pitted and came out of it with like a eight second lead or something like that. And he just, he just cruised to the finish. So it was pretty boring um, from on that front. It wasn't any excitement toward the end of it. Uh, Can I just say that this sport would be unwatchable if not for drive to survive? Because the, with like, when you have a, like a lead like that, when you have somebody who jumps out and like, unless they just absolutely drive off the track, they're not going to lose that lead. You have to have storylines yeah. and you got to have like, okay, you need somebody who's going to place in the points for the first time, or you need this, you know, this team versus this team. And, and, and they do a good job on the commentary, like explaining that, but drive to survive gives you those storylines. And it's so, it makes me just really like, it's so much better than hard knocks, which we'll get to in yeah. the, in the sports party. But like, it's, it's so, it makes it, it's such a nice supplementary piece of content to enjoy the sport. Absolutely. And yeah, I feel like a, I was going to say, well, having no yeah. quote unquote horse and race here, like, of course we've glommed on to racers or, or driving teams, like to be able to just tune in and be completely lost. That would have otherwise been a boring race, but here we are like, Oh, my guy is, you know, not even finishing. First thing we asked, what happened to Lewis Hamilton? Like, and we only know this because of this show. Uh, so I, I, I 100% agree. Dylan. Um, so yeah, sorry, man. Just adding, adding some notes down here. Um, yeah. With, without the inner workings, without like understanding the inner workings of a sport and all uh, the politics, the good to go into it. You see, you just look at it from, you know, the, the 500 foot view. It's like, okay, the same guys win every week. Yeah. Uh, we know the team Haas has absolutely no chance of winning. Uh, it's, it's, it's such an interesting sport in that, in that way. I mean, team Haas 
<laughs> is that the team? Stop show, like, just stop showing up. They I finish mean, like 19th bench. and 20th every week, right? Every, they finish last every race. And they only come up when they start talking about like lapping them and like how they could play in a, uh, an impact in the race if Verstappen has to avoid one of their cars when they're passing and they don't pass quick or like, you know, yeah. yield quick enough. That's yeah. They only talk about him when it's like, please just don't get in the way of the, of the guys who have a chance of winning. I wish golf was like up. that. And it's, and it's funny how that's, it's the American owned team too. Like if, if you played golf that same way where like you had to worry about like the leaders playing through on the hole behind you, <laughs> like, Oh, are you going to fuck up the, the fairway? Mess it up for, for people who are actually competing out here. Um, speaking anyway. of which the, uh, what I was getting at with F1 is the next Grand Prix is going to be in Britain. I don't know where in England, uh, the race is specifically, but that's going to be in England, obviously a large country. You know, it's not happening all in the same city, but then you also I know have, where it's going to be. Where's it going to be? A bloody crime scene. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the BCS track. I gotcha. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then we have the open, if you will, the, the British open. Uh, is going down this week as well. So again, big weekend, not to mention, and we can come back to Euro Cup here in a second, that uh, uh, England has advanced the semis. Uh, and we'll be playing Denmark. But uh, I will yield the floor to you two gentlemen. Excitement levels as we go into uh, fourth and final. KJ. Or is it next week? It's two weeks away, isn't it? It's the 16th. Yeah, it's next. MF. <laughs> I just looked at the date and I'm like, no, I remember looking at this. It's the 14th or 16th. MF. KJ, it's still a big week. It's the John Deere. <laughs> oh, live oh, from fucking Davenport, Iowa. No My one, bad. No one cares about. <laughs> no, no, no. It's okay, man. It's okay. Damn it. Look All at right. a calendar for once. Shit. <laughs> I've watched more Euro Cup. I've watched more soccer in the last two weeks than I think I have outside of any time, like Landon Donovan's World Cup team, USA. Or whatever, whatever, whoever is on that team. Like I've been, I've been enjoying like having this on. I mean, uh, being at home with a baby, like who you can probably hear in the background. Um, it's it's made you know Saturday morning, Sunday morning television viewing. It's just throw on. Uh, I'll watch uh, Austria and Hungary. I don't know. I'm just naming countries. Uh, well, we got we got England. We got Denmark. We got my team, my squad, the Italians, the most fun team. Uh, playing spit who, on it, Spain. Spain, let's go. Let's go. Let's get some takes going. You think they're going to make shirts that say spit on it, Spain? <laughs> oh, my God. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm Sir, just throwing no, it out I there. Don't. I don't think that's going to happen. I'm not talking about Sarah, Spain. I'm, you know, the country, if you will. Um, oh, thank you. Again, check Sunday Scaries for more in-depth coverage there. And a uh, big couple of weeks because the British Open is next week, I've been told. I'm hearing here from my producers in my ear. We are a week away from British Open talk. No, dude, but I mean, look, now's the time. Now you got to watch the deer. I already got, I got a little, uh, I talked to a guy at the gym who made me do front squats and then sumo deadlifts, Dan, who told me. Jackhammer. He told me like, hey, man, sprinkle a little money on uh, Maverick McNeely, man. That's mm. going to be the guy this week. He's hot. He play, he's playing well. So I think he's like 80 to one. So there's your, uh, there's your big boy stack. What big did, boy uh, sprinkle. What did, uh. Here we go. Getting big. God dang. Been a minute for that one. Uh, what was Phil pissed off about, aside from having to be in the city of Detroit for a tournament? 
Yeah, well, that was part of it, I think. Um, no, so Phil was going at it. Okay, there's a sports – there's an old story for, that it's like 20 years old that Phil – you know, Phil likes to throw money around a little bit. He's a little bit of a gambler. Apparently, a bookie in, in Detroit stiffed him like on like a 500K payout. Oh, and I don't really know how that came to light. I'll be honest. I did not read the article. I was kind of more just looking at the Twitter responses. And um, – the, the, they, this guy, this this journalist, this local journalist in Detroit was like, Phil's in town for the tournament, blah, blah, blah. Let's uh, reminisce on the time that Phil, and he like told that story. And it was like a 20-year-old story. And Phil got mad that the guy brought it back up. Uh, but what Phil did in like bringing it back, like responding to the tweet, uh, is he just made it more, everybody knows about it now. Like I would have never have seen it had Phil not responded to it. Like, I'm glad I know about it because it's it seems like it's a it's an interesting story, but yeah, Phil was Phil had time. Phil always has time on Twitter, so he responded. He was tweeting about it, and then he had some. There's some golf accounts that I followed that were going at Phil, like saying, "Why did you even respond?" And he's going into local journalism using celebrities' names for clout, and I was like, "That's kind of what journalists do when they come. Like, <laughs> that's how they that they write stories about the golfers. You are the golfer, like." I don't know. It's a whole deal. I don't think it's a great look for Phil. Not even the gambling part. Like, that's fine. I don't care about that. But just him being, like, so upset about it. I was like, dude, it's not that big of a deal. I get it, I suppose. I don't know. Well, check out Phil in a week or so over across the pond. (laughs) (laughs) You guys don't want to enter your John Deere picks? (laughs) No. No. the, oh, the names that have been at the top of leaderboards the last couple of weeks, like I've had to Google to make sure they're real people. I've got no Cam Harris. Oh, Cam Harris. Harris English. Harris English didn't know his name before he won or Hickok yeah, or whoever the fuck he was battling out with. Hickok. No, former Longhorn. Great. Former Longhorn. Great. Harris English, Georgia. I want to say, but he's, yeah, he's just like generic, like white dorky golfer that no one knows until he's actually on the, on the leaderboard. He votes a straight ballot. I respect it. Speaking of former Longhorn <laughs> greats, PJ Tucker will be uh, playing in this year's NBA finals because the Bucks have advanced to play the Suns. It's a Rockets reunion. We got CP3, PJ Tucker. I mean, just true. some of the all-time great Houston Rockets. <laughs> I also think PJ Tucker knocked out a former teammate of the Rockets like in every round of the playoffs. Uh, I saw something like that on the TL, I believe. Harden, for sure. Kind of, I don't uh, remember who they played in, yeah. in the first round. Uh, he, he's a gamer, man. He's a he's a good piece to have. He's a, he wins a lot of ball games. I don't Shouts know why I have such uh, disdain for him, and I guess it was because I hated that Houston thought they could get away with playing him at the five, and they did yes, for the bulk of the did. season. I just was like, this is bullshit. How do people, you can't keep letting them get away with this after shipping he's Capella off to Atlanta. He's like 6'4", can barely dunk, and they had him at the five. Yeah. I mean, he plays way he plays way bigger than he actually is. Plays a hell, great defense, but yeah. He, he's no... Uh, the, the tallest the tallest 6'4 guy in the league. No uh, all-time Detroit Piston great Ben Wallace, who was like playing center against like classical center or classic centers at like 6'10". And getting absolutely bodied, but he'd block their shots nonstop. Um, so, so since we last did this, the hot okay. So the Clippers, we had I think it was like three games to two. Clippers had won a couple in a row, yep. and we we're starting to think, are they about to do this without Kawhi? And 
you kind of knew that that wasn't going to Kawhi wasn't coming back, even though he was listed as, uh, you know, he was listed as questionable for like all those games. I, they still, I don't think they've still come clean about what's going on with that knee. And with his history with training staffs, uh, specifically the Spurs, like <laughs> I, this could be, I don't know, man. Somebody's trying to get the rumor that he wants to opt out and go to Dallas. Dallas is the front runner. I, KJ, I don't, I don't like what you're doing in the group text, uh, trying to make that a thing. I'm not going to get my hopes up. He's not coming to Dallas. Dallas is going to end up throwing the bag at Reggie Jackson or something. So please stop. I just ask you to stop here publicly. I don't, I don't even know that I want to see that happen because I feel like the dynamic of Luca plus secondary star, we've been so burned. And I know we're talking, you know, one team here on the scale of uh, an NBA type story, but I don't want Kawhi to leave. Kawhi's from California, Paul George from California. They need to make that work. I think that team is exciting to watch. They just need to let Marcus Morris go and let Pat Beverly go and I'll enjoy that team a lot more. He's not a he's dude, he's not leaving. Ty Lue is a good coach. Yep. I will say that. I owe him an apology, as many people do. He had a great playoff run. He outcoached Rick Carlisle. Um, he damn near he damn near went to the finals without Kawhi, with Paul George, yep. with and he I think Paul George has credited him with like a lot of his turnaround in the playoffs. Like Ty Lue, he's doing something right and he deserves credit. And I did not give him that credit before the, the Mavs series. And look at that. He sent the Mavs home. So joke is on me. And then we got it. We got to pull one out for the Hawks. Um, damn, Trey. <laughs> I hate, yeah. I mean, that is so sad because that so, poor dude like should not have been out there. <sighs> it's just tough, man. Cause all because of a free, uh, just a freak injury. And like yeah. bone bruise is one of those uh, injuries that doesn't sound it's not like a high ankle sprain. It's not a knee thing. It's like you're like a bone bruise. Well, okay, you got dead legged or something. No, I mean I think it's way worse than it sounds. It's and like the fact that he was even able to get out there is impressive. So speaking of injuries, Giannis obviously missed a couple of games. The popular opinion right now is that the Bucks offense and the Bucks in general may be a little stronger with him on the bench. I'm seeing. I think Calvert oh. had that take. A couple other guys had this take. Um, and obviously take. he's uh he's like a fast break defensive animal. Um, but in a set offense, he's uh I think the the take is like they they people feel obligated to feed him the rock and you know, down the stretch, fourth quarter, and he just doesn't have the offensive game that, that Chris Middleton has. Uh Drew Holiday as well. What do you guys think about that? How many times can you stand to see uh Giannis take the ball, like step up basically the elbow right by the free throw line? And then take like three steps backwards and then sprint at the goal. <laughs> like that's an <laughs> offensive set that I've never seen. And like backpedals with the ball a little bit and then just full head of steam. And I'm like, LeBron does a similar thing, but it's not as like predetermined. Okay. I'm stepping directly backwards. LeBron will pass it and then he'll walk back, catch the ball and then head for the goal. But I think that there's nothing you can do to say, Hey, a team is better off without Giannis on the field, on the court. You know, offensive woes at the free throw line or not, like the guy just creates too many mismatches to have him anywhere but on that court as much as possible. So I hope he gets back because I wouldn't have liked to see, I wouldn't have wanted the Hawks to win with Giannis out. That would have been too big of an asterisk. And then we would have still had to hear the Trey Young Luca talk. Um, so not that I was hope, rooting against them publicly, um, but I'm glad to know like, <laughs> that didn't happen. That's not the outcome we got. <laughs> So I kind of I kind of agree with what Chuck said. Ch- 
Chuck Chuck said after that clinching game that the best thing that happened to the Bucks was having Giannis out, which seems crazy, but like you said, that the offense like it made Drew Holiday play way more aggressive. It let yeah. Middleton ball out and show that he is an absolute, you know, second star in the league. Um the idea that like the former MVP that Giannis like is hurting that team. Like, I don't know. That is quite the take. Um, I don't know if he comes back. They said that he would have been available for game seven. You know, when it first happened, I would, it, you watch a hyperextended knee. You're like, dude, there's no way. And me as a, excuse me while I bring this back to the glory days of the Mavs or just, you know, the Mavs in general, like Oh, three Western conference finals, I believe uh, against the Spurs, Dirk high ankle sprain. And he, I think he wanted to come back. Cuban wanted him to come back. Don Nelson, who was the coach at the time, was like, no, this guy's in like his fourth or fifth year. We're not going to re- jeopardize the rest of his career for this playoff run. And that was the Western Conference Finals, right? Mm-hmm. That's pretty insane. And he didn't come back. And obviously the Mavs lost that, uh, that year to the Spurs. Um, I was kind of – I kind of had that take about Giannis. I was like, don't – it's it's his knee. That's the knee he jumps with. It's his lift knee. Like you can't you can't risk that. I know he's very uh, I guess the word's pliable. Like he's had he's shown uh, durability before, but like man, I don't want I don't want him to jeopardize. Like the one thing that makes him great, like his entire game is explosiveness mm-hmm. uh, and just freak athletic ability. And if you jeopardize that, but you know now that you're in the finals, I mean who you know it's impo- it's not easy to get back there, as many teams can tell you. So. I don't know, man. It's a tough spot. I would not want to be the guy making that decision for him. Yeah, I I hope he plays. I, I don't expect him playing until probably game three, but who knows? Um, I hope he plays just because I can't I, – I don't want to see Chris Paul. I don't want Chris Paul's uh, – his first ring, his only ring to be like a, an asterisk, like you said with the Hawks, man. Because as much as I, I hate on Chris Paul, like just because he's – just goofy as hell on the court. He's a baller and he's a, seems like a good dude off the court. He says the right things. He's a leader. He's helped every team he's been on. Uh, it would suck if, if he, if he was facing the Giannis, if he beat the, beat the bucks without Giannis and everybody's like, Oh yeah, but you know, you do don't you, want that. Do you hate to see Chris Paul on the court more or Rachel Nichols after each quarter on the court asking questions. <laughs> Well, okay. Let me be. Let me be clear. I'm not a. While I'm not a fan of Rachel Nichols' uh, one-on-one interviews with the coaches after the quarter, I'm not a fan of any sideline reporters' one-on-one interview after each quarter with the coach. I think it's the worst bit. It's it. No one wants. It seems like none of them want to be there doing it. The coaches don't. The reporters don't. They're just going through the motions. They're asking like the worst questions. Uh, our, who's uh, who's the dude at the Ringers? At Brian Curtis, mm-hmm. he uh, he's been doing a good job posting some of the questions just at, <laughs> completely with no context. Like it's just like, coach, like after the game, like coach, what what was the key to victory? Or what's like, so special like, about this team and why? What's, yeah, yeah, what what does this mean to the team? Like, dude, unless, that's the best we can do. Like, so I'm against that as, as a whole. Unless, of course, it's Pop and uh, Craig Sager, RIP. The best. One of a kind. One of a kind. Those are the only ones that were ever worth a damn. And (laughs) it's because it was Pop. Pop is Pop, right? And it was fun. Don Nelson was fun. Rick Carlisle kind of stole the Pop bit and and did that whole thing for a while. Whatever. The the Rachel Nichols thing is crazy. 
the look on Sager's face asking Pop a question, knowing that he's going to get nothing back from him, was all time, all time great stuff. And you have Love to have such rest in peace, Segs. You have to have such credibility no. to be able to pull off that like straight face and like be willing to be full asshole sometimes in order to get mm-hmm. the payoff like every tenth time, and everyone just waits on it and loves it. Uh, but the Rachel Nichols story uh, I'm alluding to here is that uh, Maria Taylor was quoted somewhere along the lines of basically saying in her contract negotiations with ESPN, Maria Taylor, uh, who does NBA shoot around or the pregame for NBA, but she also does college Saturday, whatever they call it, game day. Um, she's a part of that presentation with uh, Georgia DN's name, David, something or other. Pollock. Yes, David Pollock. Um, so she does a lot for ESPN, both football and basketball. Uh, I believe she played volleyball in college. Um, very, very, very good on TV. Does very, very good at what she does, but was quoted somewhere along the lines of saying that she wanted Stephen A. Smith or as, uh, uh, Shaq is saying on every commercial, every NBA break is Stephen A. Smith, um, type money. And he's getting paid somewhere in the ballpark of like, 15 to $18 million a year to scream at the television. Um, I mean, Skip Bayless gets paid like 20 mil to talk to to, like understand Shannon Sharp. And I guess you get paid for that. I get it, but uh, please kill me. Skip. Um, So anyway, so that was in the headlines, Rachel Nichols. I didn't see the context and I haven't seen the full quote, but my understanding as such is basically saying that Maria Taylor has been promoted by the network to satisfy their, goals for diversity and equality measures, something along those lines alluded to or implied. If you have the full quote, by all means, she straight up. No, she said it. I mean, um, apologies for not having the exact quote right in front of me, but like it was a hot mic on a zoom call. I believe it was a zoom call and she's talking okay. to somebody and she didn't realize it was recording. And she said, she's, she comments on ESPN's like failure in the diversity realm, which mm-hmm. I think is, I think that's a thing. Um, and she even notes like as a, you know, I've seen it firsthand as a woman, which is fine. And then, but like to, to, to downplay the success of Maria Taylor, her talents and the, you know, her, what she's done, uh, you know, basically saying, Oh, well, she's only, they're only doing this, uh, you know, because of her race. They're, they're just checking a box or whatever. Like that is insanely disrespectful. Um, I don't know if she's issued an apology. She's getting, smoked on Twitter. She's getting smoked everywhere. I didn't see it. I know she's got some people sticking up for her. I saw Steven Jackson uh, uh, stood up for her, but I don't know. Apparently, Woj doesn't like her. I saw Woj was apparently like, yeah, she's not a good teammate. And, and some, he said something like that. And I think Jalen Rose, who's he's made some comments to Maria about how she needs to get the bag. It sounds like it's a mess. And, and ESPN, it sounds like, leaked the uh, the Maria Taylor stuff. At least that's what it looks like now. Yeah. Um, I don't know. ESPN is just – dude, they always do shit like this, man. And then in three months, you'll see that they lay off like – 1800 people or some shit. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's similar to the Shakari Richardson situation where it's like, there's no body who should come out like rightfully or public takes not going to come out and say, Oh, well she's right. Like it's a situation where Maria Taylor can both be qualified, uh, and benefit from ESPN shortcomings and Rachel Nichols not have been like malicious or wrong in what she was saying. But because of the fact that it's one of those things, you don't say the quiet part out loud sometimes like, you, you know, you know, you fucked up, right? Like that's just kind of the price you pay. So it sucks that if it was an assumed private conversation, but nowadays you don't get a free pass for that shit. Can I read you the quote? Yeah. 
It's I wish Maria Taylor all the success in the world. Uh, she covers football. She covers basketball. If you need to give her more things to do because you are feeling pressure about your crappy longtime record on diversity, which, by the way, I know personally from the female side of it, like, go for it. Just find it somewhere else. You're not going to find it from me or taking my thing away. And, of course, her thing, of course, is with the, uh, the, the NBA Finals. They wanted to put Rachel Nichols back on the, on the sidelines, which I, I understand why she doesn't want to do that. Um, maybe she knows it's a bad bit, you know, and it, but at the same time to, to throw Maria Taylor, she has apologized to Maria Taylor. Okay. Okay. Um, well, I mean, worth, but, yeah, the context certainly least, helps. At least she, yeah, it, uh, at least she acknowledges that ESPN has not been, uh, strong in the diversity department. So she acknowledges that even calls it crappy. So that's good. But, uh, yeah, she, she should, uh, she should get dragged a little bit for those comments. And, and, and someone who's in broadcasting and, and you, you got to always assume there's a hot mic and takes like that need to be kept in house or in, in actually in your own brain. You can't, you can't say that <laughs> stuff out loud, uh, but good for her for apologizing, I guess. Yeah. I guess it's the angle of her saying like, Hey, because you're screwing up in this department, the only reason you would give her my job, like the only way she would be qualified to take my job is because of your shortcomings here, as opposed to like Maria Taylor is great and good enough to take my job. And like in her brain isn't thinking like she would be qualified to do that. So yeah, I see the fallacy both ways, but I, I'm, I'm definitely glad we were able to get the context there. Guys, we've done that. We've had this sponsor uh, a couple times. We're very happy I'm on board bright side. It's very important. The conversation around mental health issues is finally changing. If you want treatment for anxiety and depression, but aren't sure where to start, you should know about Brightside. Brightside offers personalized, life-changing anxiety and depression care from your own home. Most mental health providers make getting help exhaustingly difficult, or you get the same treatment as everyone else and don't feel any better. They offer help for the full spectrum of anxiety and depression conditions. So no matter what you're feeling, you'll get a treatment plan tailored to your specific needs on your schedule. Just go to brightside.com slash dip that's t-i-p brightside.com slash dip take a quick free mental health assessment and within 48 hours you're connected with your expert provider to start your personalized treatment plan whether you choose therapy medication or both all plans follow the highest clinical standards are based on american psychiatric association guidelines and 85 percent of brightside members feel better within 12 weeks it's affordable they've got a flat monthly fee no hidden costs you can get all the help you need without worrying about a big bill. Plus, with their Better Care Guarantee, you can get a full refund within 30 days, no questions asked. Join thousands of Brightside members taking back their lives. Take your free mental health assessment and get up to $100 credit on your first month of treatment at brightside.com slash dip. That's brightside.com slash dip. Check it out. Very cool. You know what else is very, very cool? cool? Indeed. The NIL ruling. Is that where you're going? Hold on, I can't hear you, dude. I've got the I'm on the money phone right now. My ear is covered up by the stack of money. <laughs> Give me the oh, loop. man, man. Johnny Manziel with the the money phone has got to be the, the the poster for this this ruling. Yeah, man. It's huge. Um look, the only thing I worry about here is the uh is the, you know, the lack of parity in uh in college football and the the haves and the haves not serving a greater difference in you know, the Alabamas and the USC's of the world, you know, you know, as opposed to the, the Kansas States and the, I don't even throw other teams under the bus, but I, I just worry about that. But in all in all, this is uh, a, a huge, a huge thing for, for college athletes, man. What Dave? 
That's Kansas State. Did they not have the TikTok guy now? Did, we, did y'all see that? Yeah, the TikTok TikTok guy? They're doing that. Has the TikTok guy, yes. Uh, I just swaggy well, white seen, wide receiver TikTok kid. Oh, I've seen a TikTok of a, a few Kansas State. They look like high school football players, but apparently they play for Kansas State <laughs> doing a very embarrassing TikTok. That's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Embarrassing. No, I what? Was, I was looking at their jersey. No, I'm, I'm not, I was looking at their jerseys, thinking like, "These are really nice high school jerseys." What? What? T- what school is this? And then I noticed that it had a, a Big Twelve logo on the shoulder. I was like, "Oh, that's not a great look." I guess we aren't very far from seeing a player come out and say, "Like, hey, you know, hi, I am uh, Zach Wilson representing Maudie's of San Marcos. Uh, you know, come by and see us." <laughs> And eat them up, cats, and then going and playing for, you know, Texas State's baseball team. Um, we talked a little bit about kind of the snowball of events that was coming down the pipeline. And July 1st was when things were going to go live in a few states. The NCAA basically said, hey, make it a national thing. And uh, the floodgates are open. Um, I have previously been on record of having hesitations regarding the, the framework of pay the players, and this has been a separate category. Name, image, and likeness, or the NIL, is basically allowing players to solicit or sign or agree to sponsorships directly with an entity and be uh, receive payment for those things. This is different than saying Alabama can now pay a player beyond the cost of attendance and the other things attached to uh, their scholarship money. Um, the way that it's going to play out is that your Alabamas or SMUs, whomever, will have these pre-existing relationships with businesses so that they can bring players in and say, player A, you're a five-star player coming here. We have five sponsorships already ready to go for you. You sign with us. These are yours. Here's the dollar amounts connected to them. So it's, I think we're going to see some weird, not weird, but some really unique and, and thoughtful approaches to this beyond what we saw in the first few days of like, hey, sign up with this uh, media yeah. outlet uh, to represent you. A, a counter argument to that could be like these schools are already signing these five star kids. I mean, mm-hmm. they line up to play for Alabama. You only have what is it, 85 scholarship Correct. spots to go around. So they, these kids have to land on, 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 you know, roster somewhere. Um, but you're right. It's, it's gonna, it's gonna be, it's, it's gonna be crazy, man. Um, is it already paying dividends for the for the ponies? I don't know if you guys saw this. I know KJ saw this, but they uh, they flipped that. They well, I guess they flipped that wide receiver, the Jordan Hudson, the Garland kid. The, Ty's a top twenty player in the country, and uh, he was an OU commit. Now he's going to uh, he's staying home. He's going yep. to SMU. He turned down Alabama. KJ, do you have? Any, did you? Tell me the truth, man. Did the blowout podcast network like drop the bag? What's going on here? I've what been meaning to here? tell you guys. Uh, whenever I turn in my uh, W nine for the end of the twenty twenty one year, uh, there's going to be an extra expense here, uh, and it's it's really just this kid scholarship fund. Now, I, I think this is where you do have some benefits to being a school in a bigger market or in a market that has bigger business ties. Um, cause then you have an SMU who has ties to Southwest airlines and all these huge, large companies in the Dallas Fort Worth market, TCU will benefit as well. But that's when, if you're Alabama, yes, you have alums that are around the country and a lot of t-shirt fans everywhere. UT is one that I think kind of crosses UT, USC, um, 
maybe Rutgers will show up, but like once you get Northwestern, these big oh. cities and schools that have a platform, that kind of crossover between big, huge business bases and money uh, in their areas versus like, don't get me wrong, there's money in Tuscaloosa, but not the same amount of donors and pockets when you go to uh, even Texas A&M with their Houston roots. Like it's, it's, it's going to only grow from here. I think the one thing I wasn't mentally prepared for real quick on this is that the gig economy exists now. So like there's players that are like, we're talking the big dollars and big teams. There are players out there like saying, Hey, I'm selling NFTs of artwork. I made like pay me 20 bucks for it. And you know, I'll call you a sponsor. Like that whole approach. I just didn't conceptualize. So this could be a top to bottom roster accessibility thing because of the gig economy. It's not just Adidas or raising Kane showing up to drop a bag for Spencer Rattler. Boo. <laughs> KJ, because I, I, I don't, I haven't really put a whole lot of thought into this, yeah. but what does this mean for like the, the previously, like just under the table, like here, come to my school for, I'll, get, I'll slip you, you know, 20 grand. You're at Bomar's. Can, can a rich alum just go to a five-star quarterback and say, commit to USC. I'm gonna give you a hundred thousand dollars. Like what's to stop them from doing that now? And is that, illegal still or can you do that or it have to be kind of like laundered through a sponsorship or something like that i assume you have to have that go between sponsorship but i haven't seen anything allude to having any caps i don't know if you guys saw the headline no cap no cap uh percy <laughs> miller a name none of us would have recognized but i do know the name percy miller aka master p um his son hersey miller who apparently lives in minneapolis um, has signed a $2 million deal with a large U S tech company. Uh, my brother sent this to me my brother knows my, you know, very shitty opinions on paying players. And I was like, yeah, that large tech company is the no limit mobile cell phone business is my guess. Um, I don't believe that that's really the case. No high school, no college player is getting $2 million for anything unless you are, there's uh, some twin basketball players for Fresno State, women basketball players, who have very large social media following. Like, you're going to have to be, like, have a big social media presence already, have some buzz to you, have that Johnny Menzel appeal to you, and then have some staying power. Like, you're not dropping all this money unless you're trying to be Nike getting ahead of the wave of people finishing college and getting the money as a pro. Like, the, the return of investment is just not there for a two or three year player. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting, interesting to see like what, like how the market's set for these like big dogs and how much money is actually going to get thrown around. Yeah. You know, cause like you said, I mean, Johnny Menzel is the perfect example of someone who would have absolutely cashed in on this. He was, he was among the most popular names in all sports when he was at like that his Heisman year. And we think about that. He was what, popular for what? Two years, really. He started as a redshirt yeah. freshman, blew up, came back as a redshirt sophomore, and then went to the league. And he would have been eligible to sign with Nike when he went to the league anyway. So really, we're talking about opening up the de- the doors for two years. What, no, Nike's mm-hmm. not signing him at the beginning of his redshirt freshman year. Like, he has no value then until, what, the Alabama game in week eight? So really, we're talking about paying all that money either to beat somebody to signing him as a pro or to capitalize on like 14 months of popularity. So it's, this is going to be interesting guys. I, I mean, I, I've got breaking one. news. What is it? A lot of media companies have been jumping on this, just trying to, to, to throw out sponsorships. I have heard directly from a former Pac-12 forward. 
well, Dylan, let me finish. Hypothetically, we did, yes. Um, We have heard from a former Pac-12 fullback um, from a school that you've heard of who said that had this been the case, I'm not saying names. I'm just saying hypothetical. I have heard from him. He said he would have signed with us. Wow. Wow. Someone would have signed with us. That's huge. I sent you guys one we got. You know, we're, we're throwing around some names, throwing around some ideas, maybe some comp packages. Maybe we'll send them like 14 bottles of Faber as a payment. Since, uh, <laughs> since we are wash media, and our brand is, uh, you know, being washed. It'd be funny if we only sign like, uh, like fifth years, like grad transfers, walk-ons. I'm all for guys it. Who have, like into the, the bench wide guys who like come in for like a, a three-pointer every now and then when, when there's a blowout. Or maybe they Those don't even do guys. that. Maybe they show up just for punt team, and, and they're the up back. And all they've ever dreamt of is a bot snap that they can pick up in advance for three yards. <laughs> that sounds very specific. <laughs> Have I ever told y'all my actual stats in the NCAA, my college stats? In the record books, no. I've lettered. I, I played for three actual years at SMU and, you know, uh, on special teams only. Uh, I think I played in, like, two series – against Tulsa and another series against like Tulane or something. Didn't you didn't record any stats in those recorded one Uno solo un tackle against UCF on a kickoff. And that's all I need. And CAA stats have my name in their books forever. So that's the guy you're in the shit. I want the guy who's just living on that one stat line. Um, again, as they'll say more to come, it's, it's, can you imagine what Nick Saban's going to say with the first time a player's showing up like, hey, coach, um, I've got to shoot this video from the locker room real quick because Eatsies is, uh, you know, or I should pick a bigger name than that. Shalotsky's is sending me foot-long party subs for the next month and a half. No Shalotsky's. <laughs> Sorry to Eatsies. It's a great, great product. <laughs> what, I mean, like you're, like you're Derek King, right? And you show up and, and you've already got four sponsors, but let's just say you walk into that Miami locker room with a tray full of Schlotsky sandwiches, Dylan. <laughs> I mean, you just pull up in that bitch with the Schlotsky's. Like what, what's wow. the coach going to do? What's he looking? You, you have all the power in that locker room. You're the guy with the tray. <laughs> you're there for the, for the lunch and learn. <laughs> for the lunch and learn. There was a player who you- signed with PetSmart or Pet, uh, I think PetSmart. Which I think that's Hell fucking yeah. dope. Uh, those those type of out of the box things. I, I'm I'm excited to see how many players are on Twitch. How far away we are from you know, uh, we're going to get a female or male, likely soccer, swimming, equestrian. Who knows? We're going to get an OnlyFans out of this. I guarantee we are. Man, mm. big ups to the guys who had like sponsorships ready to rip. Like right when this ruling came down, they were like day one. Like AJ Ferrari, Spencer Rattler had a Raising Canes one. I love that. Yes, Spencer, that, that Spencer Rattler one came a little too quick. A little too quick. <laughs> I would I mean, want like, like that, fucking Kroger's or something. Like give me a GNC or give me somebody like I can fucking fill out my entire kitchen with. Like Faber. Yeah, not some, the, not some mid chicken strips. <laughs> are they releasing the numbers on these deals? Like how much these deals are actually worth? I haven't seen anything on the that. Only yet. one Some is a stupid ass. Um, I shouldn't say that. If it's real, by all means, get the fucking bag. The Master P TMZ headline that says it's a two million dollar deal, which they didn't name the company, okay. but they named the money. That's why I'm like, it's not real. Like because every other deal, uh, yeah. I'm seeing the product, I'm seeing the company. You keep the money, the quiet part, and they're like, 
money. There was but, a, but we won't say who. There was a kid for um, Oregon, I think a kicker maybe a few years ago, who was making a bunch of money with this YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. And this NCAA asked him to shut it down or something. He was like, I'm making like so much money. There's there's no way in hell I'm doing that. So he had to, he had to, I think like, he, left, yeah. he had to like give up his, yeah, he got kicked off the team. Uh, I see what they did there. Um, one cool thing I did see. So Derek King, he's signed on with like four brand, four sponsors. One of them being College Hunks hauling junk, um, which is kind of funny, but it's a good sponsor for a college athlete, I guess. He has said that he is going to like the, his teammates who have to send their stipend checks home because their families are you know living in poverty. He's going to split it according to him evenly with them, which is real cool. I don't know. I mean, obviously that's probably not going to be the norm, but like if there is some of that going on in the locker room, th- that'll help this. Um, it'll be a little easier to take for people for like the old heads who aren't, you know, terribly into this right now, waiting to see what kind of clusterfuck it's going to be. Yeah. The twins I were ta- I was talking about earlier, Hannah and Haley Cavender, Fresno state basketball have uh, gigantic, if you will, followings on Instagram and TikTok. I didn't mean it like that, uh, but they struck mm-hmm, a deal with sure. boost mobile and six star, a supplement company. Um, and I'm, I'm reading all of this and being like, oh, this is so wild and entertaining. And then I think of the fact my sister-in-law is 17 and she's done like competitive ballet for the last 10 years of her life, maybe 12 years of her life. And she has like her whole Instagram like, oh, I'm a Lorovsky, whatever, like ballet slippers, you know, ambassador sponsorship deal type thing. And I'm like, I guess it's no different. Um but we know that this is going to grow and you know, there's going to be these little cute deals. Like this guy is sponsored by a uh, chain of pizza place runs a, a restaurant chain in the Midwest. We'll offer a hundred college athletes in Nebraska deals to promote their app. Um, but there's going to be some big boys eventually. And I, and those deals probably won't pop until mid season. Um, when we know the names with the followings later in the year. Uh, I found, I found one of the Cavender sisters on Instagram. And I've I've no idea why she's so popular. Okay, well, fair fair enough, fair enough. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Let's I'm talk. Kidding. Drop uh, that link. The it's people were saying that we weren't talking enough baseball, and that was reserved strictly for Bachelor podcasts on this network. But you've heard that. Here we are in the middle of a baseball or in the middle of a sports podcast. Let's talk some stick and ball. Yeah, we got we got the All Star All Star break coming up. Let's talk a little baseball. Um, whole world's talking about Shohei Otani right now, uh, who's who has become the first player in MLB history to earn an All Star nod as both a pitcher and a position player. So if he were one or the other, he'd still be an All Star at those respective spots. But he made he was voted in as both, which is uh, pretty wild. The dude is is an He's, he's freaking unbelievable, man. I've never seen anything like this before. He's getting a lot of comparisons to Babe Ruth, of course. He was uh, he was both a pitcher and a, a slugger. Is he black um, as well? Yeah. What? Uh, there's an yeah, internet Shane, thread uh, similar to saying that uh, uh, <laughs> what is his name that can what can McCall can see the blind guy can see, but uh, some parts of the internet believes that Babe Ruth is black. I'm not one of them yet, but I can oh. be convinced. I've seen that. Shohei Otani is 6'4". Oh, this is a big boy. I had never looked up his stats. Guy. Let me just say, if if you, you are truly moving the needle, if you have me willing to tune in to a nationally televised 
random ass fucking baseball game on like a Sunday night, like Sunday night baseball. If the angels, if the angels are on, I'm going to watch at least for a little bit. I'm going to tune in for Otani at bats because like, this is uh, this is all like Dylan said something we've never seen. I'm I'm looking at tickets for the week the weekday series up there. Um, when I think Otani's scheduled to pitch, yep. I genuinely want to go up to Arlington for that first week of Can August. Can you imagine the bag this guy is going to get on his next contract? How Can does you that imagine? work? I mean, if he if he were one or the other, I mean, he is a a pretty dominant pitcher. Like you got to give a guy credit; he's very very good. I think he has a his ERA is just over three. Yeah, and that's only after getting shelled the other night in that box score. I said yeah, he was the yeah. one who started that game. And other than that, before that, if it was he like was two seven two eight. If he was just a pitcher, he would be getting an absurd contract. If he was just a hitter, by the way, he's leading the MLB in home runs right now with twenty eight. Um, he would be getting the bag as just a, a fielder. He's both. Like, how much money is this dude gonna get? It, it's, I, it's it's truly unbelievable, and he's he's dropping absolute bombs as well. He uh, twelve, let's see, twelve of his home runs, twelve of his twenty home runs are at least four hundred twenty five feet. So he's not getting cheated on any of them either. He's absolutely on a tear. Dylan, the freak man, what's up? You you didn't give him credit for two of those. He's at thirty home runs now. Oh, that was uh, the next game. Yeah, he he hit two in the following game after getting shelled <laughs> Friday night, Saturday he hit two more. Yeah, yeah, he's got holy shit. He's got thirty. All right, my yeah. best. Which we're talking it's pretty wild, man. Fucking thirty. It's all star break is not this upcoming week, but the next weekend basically starts next Sunday. Whatever. Like speaking of, he'll be participating in the home run derby, folks, and that, that might be some much must watch TV. It's at Coors Field in Denver. You know the ball's gonna be flying around the yard. I will be tuning into that, and I don't usually catch that one. What's interesting about Otani being on the Angels is that his teammate, and I know Mike Trout has been kind of hurt this year, um, but Mike Trout is, like, legit one of the best players in Major League Baseball, if not the best player, and even people even talk about him like one of the historical great baseball players. He, he's, like, the best. You know, he plays an incredible center field. Uh, he hits for power. He hits for average. And like no, no one's even talking about Mike Trout right now because his his teammate is doing this, and it's pretty unbelievable. Well, think about what what uh, they would do for each other in a lineup, as far as like you know protecting the other one. Like I don't know where they would hit if they would. I would assume they would be back to back, right, in some capacity. Um, but like, yeah, if you got pitch around, you're going to pitch around Mike Trout, put him on base for, uh, to get it for Otani. Like that's insane. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I wish the I wish the Angels were good so we could uh, get him to the playoffs and we could watch him like you know just have okay success and then so like Skip could be like, is he wearing himself out pitching and hitting? So by the time the playoffs roll around, like he's got nothing left. Should he pick one or the other? That's the take I'm ready for. Shohei Otani, it's a circus act. Fine, it's cute right now. Little kids love it. Baseball cards, it's great. <laughs> but wake me in October. Where's he going to be? Nowhere. Um, that's, that's all the skip that I'm going to give away for free. Uh, what blows my mind about the angel situation, they are one game over 500 and they are considerably, considerably the third, nope, fourth best team in the state. Uh, when you're playing, you know, you've got the giants are 53 and 30 Dodgers are 53 and 31, uh, Padres 50 and 36. And then, I, shit, 
the A's have a better record than the Angels. They're the f- fifth best team in the state. Like, yeah, I don't understand how you have a team that is so ridiculously bad. And region doesn't matter when it comes to teams playing like that. But like the amount of attention this team could be getting if they were playing well, like think of the fact that they'd be playing the A's who were actually a competitive baseball team. Or when they, if they have, you know, an interleague series lined up against Dodgers or uh, the Padres, like the amount of attention that we get. No, don't worry. We get fucking Subway series for the 77th time on July 4th. And instead we could watch and show Otani. Like I need more of that in my life. He's making, by the way, $3 million is base salary. What this a year. joke. <laughs> next year he's next year. He's set to make 5.5. And then I believe he'll be up for his, uh, for his next contract. Well, this, do we know what his posting fee was, or like they, it was like two hundred million or something? They had to pay the team um, to get his rights, and I guess the Rangers were second in that discussion. <sighs> but it, even if they had beat the bid, I don't think he would have. Ch- I think he wanted to be on the West Coast. Like it was a no one. That was probably that didn't help to chase off you, Darvish either. Oh, um, and okay. uh, Vlad Junior's having a, a season two. <laughs> According to the LA Times, Otani has agreed to a two-year, $8.5 million contract extension with the Angels. I'm not sure the ins and outs of that. I don't... Yeah, that's, I, I, I think it was after, I I think that's after his uh, rights deal. So he'll, he'll get another big yeah. deal here soon. Um, okay. Vlad Jr., another player that I guess it's just being in the DFW market and us hearing more about what shape, you know, me up here, hearing about what shape Ezekiel Elliott's in five months before he touches a uh, football in a competitive game, as opposed to how old Vlad Jr. is what, 24, 25? And he led the uh, AL in all-star voting. He's the odds-on favorite just ahead of Shohei Otani for MVP in the MLB and is vying for a triple crown right now. Like, that's just ridiculous. The dude's on an absolute tear. Uh, Vlad Sr. had a pretty cool uh, post about – it was a picture of him. Oh, yeah. I think he was at the home run derby mm-hmm. with his son. Just talking about how incredible it is to see him grow up and lead the, the AL and all-star, or be the youngest person to lead the AL and all-star voting. Pretty amazing. Yeah, he's hitting 336, 26 bombs, 66 RBIs. So he's uh, he's in the hunt for the triple crown. 22 years old, 16-250. He's big boy season. <laughs> Oh, Dude, absolute I'm laughing monster. At that God like, loves oh, his dad on the Rangers. His dad killed. He was a Ranger killer, and then he was on that first World Series team. He was so fun. He's got the name recognition. This kid, this dude's about to get. Has he gotten? He has not gotten his big contract yet. I assume. Dude, Fly Junior and Tatis Junior, two guys are going to do a lot of good stuff for Major League Baseball over the years. Two sons of uh, former ball players too. Pretty pretty fun time. Yeah. The. Uh... Blue Jays roster, if it weren't for, uh, what's the guy's name? I'm going to screw up here, um, who I don't like, Bautista, um, Twitter follower. The Blue Jays roster is incredible. If, if you have no baseball team or care in the world and you're not watching Otani, Bo Bichette, also son of an MLB star, Kevin Biggio, son of an MLB star, Vladimir uh, Guerrero Jr., who we've talked about, incredible, Marcus Simeon, um, also an all-star, uh, and then Laudis uh, Guriel Jr. absolutely hits bombs when he plays. They also have George Springer on their roster. So um, that's a, that'd be a fun team to watch if you do watch, you know, your team play somebody in the AL. The Blue Jays have a roster worth seeing. 
Is Bautista still in baseball? Uh, yeah, he's somewhere. He's definitely not on the Blue Jays. No, I don't no, no, know no, what no. he's doing. Whenever, um, watch McCall, who I just talked about, Jose Bautista. Yeah, I don't know if I can't remember if he actually retired or not. I uh, the first I just thing know, I think up, he still follows me on Twitter. Also, people also asked what happened to Bautista Blue Jays. Baseballreference.com. Uh, oh no, out of baseball, 2018 Phillies. Oh, but shit, the dude played 14 years. I didn't realize he was so old when he was uh, getting his head punched in by Ruggie. When he was bat flipping to the next, bat flipping to the next county. He went to uh. Atlanta, Mets, Philly, done at 37 in 2018. So, RIP, good career. You guys want to party? You know, let's, let's party. Let's party. I think let's be quick. I think we can close it out with a little party and a little run it back, and we can let the people get on with their week. You know, since I uh, keep failing to get the uh, party music, we'll just do Sunday night. Even though it's a Monday night, we'll go with that. That's um, okay. Let's start off on a low note. Trevor Bauer, uh, Dodgers, correct? Dodgers pitcher. I'm back in 1K here. Uh, has been uh, accused of sexual assault, abuse, and some other things by a woman he was having a relationship with. Um, it is one of those stories where his lawyer immediately came out and said, we have texts, we have records. Trevor Bauer hasn't seen this woman in a month and no blah, blah, blah. Like immediately there was a response, which you don't see uh, all that often. So I'm, I'm never going to go out and be like, Hey, don't believe the person. Cause you could very well have a consensual relationship and still step out of line. Uh, I think the bigger headline here was up until Thursday of last week, this story dropped on Sunday or Monday. The Dodgers manager came out and said he was scheduled to pitch on Sunday and Dodgers managers like, yeah, he's going to pitch Dave Roberts. I believe his name is. Uh, until the MLB says something. And the MLB waited like four or five days before they came out and were like, yeah, yeah, we're going to put him on leave. So they uh, dodged a bullet here, no pun intended there, uh, but ugly story all around. Um, yeah, the details released on uh, what went on is uh, pretty messed up. Actually, not pretty messed up. It's extremely yes. messed up. And I don't know if he's out, if, if he's like overtly denied what happened as much as he said it was consensual. Yeah. Either way, um, I hope this stuff is not true because it's pretty pre jacked up. Yeah, it is not a good look for, uh, you know, uh, team choke me out at all. So, moving Yeah, he's right done. If it, if, if it, yeah, I mean, I, if, if this, if even like half of it's true, he's done. And Trevor Bauer's yeah. the guy we had some storylines about uh, wanting to strike people out with one eye closed, right? Is this not the same picture? Uh, I'm not, that, that wouldn't be surprising. He's uh, he's quite the character on social media. Yeah. He's like the, the funny guy. Um, so something like that would not be surprising at all. He's also pretty damn talented. So, um, oh, seeing them come, seeing them go. Story. Uh, yeah. Tampa. So much for uh, hockey being any sort of entertaining because these Stanley Cup Finals have been horseshit. Tampa's Congratulations to, to the Lightning. Yeah. We won't. We it'll be done. To, is it tonight? It'll be done tonight. Yeah, it's tonight. Yeah. Uh, before we do the next story, let me jump to the big three because I just wanted to ask either of you. Uh, you know, uh, are you looking forward to the return of any of the following teams? The three-headed monsters, Three's Company, Ghost Ballers, Power Trilogy, or the Killer Threes. <laughs> the killer threes. That's my squad. Man, oh, is this Ice Cube's league? It is. Oh can yeah. We get, get Micah back on. Talk about the big three, man. He went and saw it in person in Houston, right? 
<laughs> I think he, he saw did. a game. Yeah, he was one of 82 people in attendance <laughs> that night. Apparently, it makes money for the you know the the investors, the yes. people who are in the league, and I you know I I love the idea. Yeah. If if Austin had a team, does Austin have a team? They don't. If they did, I would I would support it. I'm more likely to go to a Big Three game than a, uh, an MLS game. Okay. Honestly, I don't know that I. You would You really agree get with excited that. about watching guys past their prime play three on three basketball? That it, does if, for you. Yeah, I mean, if they're if they're okay, if it's like Baron Davis, if it's dudes who were ballers yes. back in the day, and they and they're going at it, and they're not really playing much defense, and they're just three on three, you know, it's fun. I don't know. Rashard Lewis. Yeah, but, uh, but he's forty. But he's forty-five now. You know, it's like how it's just like it's weird. Mario, you Chalmers. work for Washed Media. That's our thing. <laughs> That's what we point. do. That's a fair point. Greg wow. Oden. Did that get you interested? Oh. Brandon Rush. Greg Oden's known for a couple things. Uh, Brian Scalabrini. Uh, oh, let's go. So these are some guys with names or dudes with names. Uh, but most importantly, the, my favorite name in the entire league is not even a dude. Coaches Katino Mobley, uh, Royce Wright, Glenn Davis, big baby Glenn Davis. That is head coach and former championship coach of the big three. One, Nancy Lieberman. I'll go to the Let's game go, and just Nancy. watch Nancy uh, Strut's sideline and dominate this league. I'm a Nancy fan. Big fan. 5'10". Um, yeah, so big three is coming back this weekend. It's also run by Amy Trask. I don't know if any of you guys... Follow Amy Tress. There's no reason you would. She was formerly the VP or of operations, one of the higher executives for the Raiders. Um, and being a female executive in the NFL at the time when she was, like she was the only one for the longest, uh, has a pregame show job with like CBS Sports, is really good on that. But she's an okay Twitter follow, uh, but definitely is, is pretty engaging and knows her shit from all sports and is involved with this. So I watch it for her. So shout out to Amy Trask. Now, the moment we've all been waiting for. Wimbledon's happening, but that's not what we're here for. David, are you excited? What am I supposed to, what? This is when I'm supposed to play Down the voice. theme music had I like not or been not. in the pools enjoying oh. a busy. Oh, yeah. Look, there's nothing I want more than to see my, my football team that has underperformed for, oh, I don't know, the last three decades of my life. Uh, man, two and a half. Uh, I want to see them on the big stage with just as many distractions as possible before the season starts. Let's go hard knocks. We're doing it. Hashtag we them boys. I want to see Klein on there. We need to send him some circling back, some wash media, too much dip, dippy shirt merchandise so he can be on camera rocking the dippy tee. I'm ready to rock. I can't wait to, to fall in love with, uh, you know, the sixth round drafty bubble guy who's just electric, you know, in the locker room and is super likable, along with America, of course, just getting behind this guy and see his dreams get crushed like three weeks in as he gets cut. Can't wait for that. Or the journeyman who's been, you know, like like eight or nine years in, just trying to extend his career a little bit, make money for his family. And uh, again, we fall in love with him and he just he just gets cut and other teams don't want him. And he just he folds, you know, and I, it's going to be really exciting. Every year. Yeah. <laughs> Every single Every year. year. This is a show that once it starts, I go into it the best intentions. You know, I'll sit down and Cole will sit and watch it with me. And they do a great job, much like another reality show that is followed here on the same, on this oh. network. They do a great job of pulling you in week one. And you're like, you know what? We've got like six weeks till football's back. I'm all in. Hard knocks. Give it to me. 
sheesh, if you will, in my veins, along with the ice water. Um, and you get to like week three and the game start and you're just like, okay, I don't need a no. microphone under every shoulder pad and every special teams coach. And one guy's going to muff a punt. It's, it's just, it's, it, it, it has a very thin like lifeline with me. I will watch every episode because it's the Cowboys. We will cover it here on this show because it's the Cowboys, but much don't like get me wrong. I love this show. <laughs> Hard knocks is it's so entertaining. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's the Browns, the Raiders, whoever it's been in the past. It is uh, it's fun to watch. And all the time, whole Antonio Brown story, uh, was it last, was that last year or two years, two ago? years ago? Yeah. All time goaded, uh, goaded theme song, which I don't care what you play it under. Get this going. Just behind Let's anybody go. blowing oh, whistles and yelling at people. Let's go. You gotta have Klein on here, man. I, I won't play it over y'all. I've got it on the same feed, but yes, I had to track that down. That's a theme song. You need to set that for your morning time alarm. You won't even need to uh, have ape shit cuts. You've got the hard knocks theme getting you out of bed every morning. Uh, yeah, this that might be my last time experimenting with the uh, the beta alanine and 350 milligrams of caffeine of ape cuts. Well, we'll find out how real it is when you are uh, when we're all signing off of Redansk later on, and you're like, "No, I'm good. I've got like seven more in me. I can't sleep. I'm good, <laughs> dude. I can. I think we've been potting for two hours. I've got another two in the tank right now if we needed it. So well, if you want to run it back, we better do it before I start really talking. Here we go. You ready to run it back? You got some music for me, Dave, or no? Uh, it's me, and I'm, I've got nothing for you. We'll just okay. do 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 do, another, do another shorty this week. Run it back, of course, is a segment during which we talk about what we already talked about. Dave is now rooting for Slovenia over the U.S. in the Olympics. Unfortunately, you put some words in my mouth, but okay. Team Haas is embarrassing and always in last place. KJ wants spit on it Spain T-shirts. Print them. Watch media. Would have signed a Pac-12 fullback, but didn't, of course. Imagine Derek King in a tray full of Schlossky sandwiches. <laughs> Kevin, your sisters are quote-unquote huge on TikTok, according to KJ. I think he did some uh, research there. What's that? Dylan works for Wash Media. Dylan works for Wash Media, therefore should support the big three. Makes a lot of sense. And we need Klein on Hard Knocks. Need him. Is there something that rhymes with with Knox that we could do like a segment hard something for hard knocks? Oh yeah, yeah, hard blocks. It's only about uh, alignment. I think we've got some people to be involved. Hard stocks, hard docks, maybe. Ooh, ooh, yeah, hard docks, hard or hard knocks presented. Hard knocks presented by Hard Seltzer, Vizzy Hard Seltzer, sponsored segment alert. Brett, take it to the bank. Let's go. (laughs) Just play it. All right. Well, all right, guys. As it is, good work. I want my chips with a dip. That's all I know. I don't want my chips playing. I want my chips with a dip. So bring them dips.